What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Off the Dome Radio. Thank you, as always, for joining us today. Hope you're having an awesome day, morning, afternoon, evening. Hope it's still awesome. So, as always, Tim and I start with a little weekend recap, a little life chop-up. Um, I know it's been probably week, week and a half since we had one of our own episodes, so we had some things to catch up on. So we start with our chop-up, saw my mom for her birthday, talk about writing gigs, and, and that is steady rolling, really enjoying my writing, journaling, you know, from freelance to poetry, all the writing, it's going down in the books. And talk about what else I'm writing too. Um, don't want to be a stand-up comic, but I think I'm going to write some funny things as they come to mind. Then we talk about some stock talk always talking about getting more into bitcoin i come out with a new one that deals with surveillance both government and uh, commercial sectors and then rle our real life experience i kind of re-emphasize the importance of journaling and writing and having those kind of voiced or written escapes also talk about my new project with simply nano and wrap up getting down and nerdy with it on our book talk i finished green lights by matthew mcconaughey one of the best storytellers of all time. You can't convince me otherwise. Great book. And I'm going to hand that off to Tim after his next read as well. Tim, where'd you take us today? Yeah, excellent episode. I, I loved our energy here. I loved uh, us updating each other about our businesses and what we're getting into with stocks. I, I thought it was just a great episode all around. Um, I talked about the, the two upcoming trips that I'm taking, um, about where I'm going. So I'll review about the episode and excited to, to get a little breath of fresh air from, from the work I've been doing. Uh, and then real life experience, I talk about one thing that I need to do to improve my business, so, something that I need to take more time to do and, and really take a step back and, and improve on something. Uh, so I'll get into that. And th- that leads into a discussion, discussion on if I were to start a business today, what would it be? So I'm going to get into that. And I, I enjoyed the questions you asked, Slager, and, and prompting that discussion. So thank you for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, stock talk. I talk about the greatest of all time ETF. Eh, maybe not the greatest of all time. It could be. But pretty solid. It, it could be, yeah. It has so, potential. Yeah, so like an exchange traded fund. Um, I talk about this investment that I've made that talks about the most disruptive companies in the world. Uh, so I, I'm going to get into that and explain what you can do to invest in that. Talk about the, the different uh, trends that are coming this year and, the, and, and how it's going to impact the world. So pretty, pretty cool explanation there and, and discussion. And then I finished Bob Iger's memoir. And I talk about the some of the biggest takeaways I took away from the book and how I'm kind of applying it to my business. So I thought that was a good discussion. And I just think you guys are going to love this episode. You're going to you're going to be engaged. And um, even if you don't want to listen to the whole episode, you can check our show notes and, and fast forward to something that you might think is interesting. But you should um, listen to the whole episode. Yeah. But if, <laughs> if you can get one valuable thing from this episode, I, I, I think... Uh, I, I, I mean, that's success in our book. So um, without further ado, I hope you guys enjoyed this discussion. Episode 156. Where, uh, you got coffee or tea there? Coffee today. <clears throat> mm, where from? Uh, this really cute coffee shop down the road, uh, Circle K. You heard of it? Oh, dude, it's cute. It's cute, yeah. man. Good aesthetic in there. You know? Oh, what kind of ambiance they got rolling? They got like the two-week-old dogs rolling too? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, we, we got the coffee here. Um, Saturday afternoon right now, so. Saturday afternoon. It's been a productive day so far, but looking to get some uh, another wave of energy after doing this. And I already know whenever we record it, just gets us energy. Oh, so. dude, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Damn. Um, 
yeah, so good, good productive week. Yeah. Oh, definitely. I'm, uh, I'm leaving for Houston next or this coming Thursday mm. and I'm trying to get as much, uh, client work done as possible. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So trying to get as much done and, and still manage the appointments I do have. And cause I know I'm going to be off for about three or four days, which I need desperately. I Full vacation days. Like, yeah. okay. Yeah. So trying to, to contact everyone, let everybody know that my turnaround time will be as quick. So I've got to put some stuff on hold, but try yeah. to get as much done before I leave. That's so. fine. Yeah. yeah. It's great, man. People need vacations. That's right. So are you, are you just going by yourself? Is Brett going with you? So a couple of friends from Warsaw who I went to high school with, who I've known mm-hmm. pretty much my whole life, uh, they're accompanying me. We're, us three are flying out on Thursday morning. We're going to see some friends that we know out there. Uh, we're going to go to a Pacers game. We're going to uh, explore the city a little bit, play some ball, maybe play some golf. Beautiful. So we'll see. Yeah, complete yeah. complete recharge, man. I've, I, I I've not it. explored Texas. You'll have to let me know how. Yeah, I haven't been either. How you like the uh, close to seceded state? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, according to the population map, everybody's moving there right now. It's, it's got the yeah. high, highest net cha- highest net positive change out of any state in the last year. People moving there. Mm, I believe it. Elon and uh, Joe Rogan leading the charge from I, California. I bet the OG Texans are like, "Don't bring your bullshit with us." Yeah. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I've heard I would like Texas. Um, Heard Austin is really artsy, like Mm -hmm. music and and art and things like that. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, haven't. I've only flown through Texas. Mm. But I've been told I would like it. I I believe it. And more importantly, they're they're fully (laughs) open. They're 100% open, all their businesses. Yeah, I think Florida is too. Yeah, it would be nice to Mm -hmm. get some normalcy. Yeah, you guys will be able to do stuff. My brother was there not too long ago seeing a friend. Mm Mm-hmm. And he said they were at a place where the guy was like, hey, we don't really give a shit about these masks, but just dangle it off one ear for us at least, make it look okay, and then we're kosher. Yeah. He's like, oh, yeah, sweet. I can hang it off my ear. Yeah. Like, right on. It'll do what good. you got to do to do business. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be sweet, though. How long did you say you're there? Three, four days? Uh, Thursday through Sunday. So nice. Quick little trip. And... Nice little long weekend, though. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm excited. Nice. Yeah. Have you golfed down there ever before? I have not. So I will be. I mean, so the following weekend, I'm going down to North Carolina to golf for a golf trip. Oh, that's uh, yeah. for golf. Yeah. So I, I mean, I, have, yeah, I haven't golfed in Texas before. I haven't even been to Texas. Haven't, I mean, I've golfed south in like Florida. But mm. yeah, North Carolina, I'm going to Pinehurst. So we're Pinehurst uh, number two. So Pinehurst has eight different golf courses on their Jeez, on their property. It's a compound. Yeah, they and then the number two, like this Pinehurst number two, they label label one through eight. Number two hosted the 2014 U.S. Open. They've hosted oh, PGA tournaments there for like for like hundreds of years. So yeah, That's I'm excited cool. to go down there and play. And, That's super uh, sweet. Yeah, so you can see why I'm trying to like get as much done like these next couple weeks while I'm here because I'm gonna be completely off the map for. Good. For, for a few days. So. As, you, as you should be. Yeah. Be um, yeah. Needed. Yeah, need a little break from the grind. That'll be nice. Um, you have to take some solid pictures. Not that oh, I'm I will. The avid golfer, but I respect a, a pretty course. Yeah. You know, especially if the, if it's good enough for the open. Yeah. Yeah. I guess it's good enough for a guy like me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. So I'm excited. Many, many pictures to come. I'll send them. So. Yeah. Now, are you going to... Um, because you know someone who kind of works with that course? Or 
Yeah, so he or is Golf Digest. Golf Digest. So he rates courses. Okay. Like you know when you pull up like a, I don't know if you've read a Golf Digest magazine, but they rank the course. They rank the courses in the United States like one okay. through, one through two hundred, and there's like different metrics that go into that, like five to ten metrics that people go and play these courses and they rate the courses on like toughness, like shot angles, like golf specific stuff got it yeah and he does that for a bunch of courses in the united states so he's able to get us some good discounts and um just playing with someone who's like who's very not he's very knowledgeable about golf his name's john i played golf with him in high school he's very knowledgeable about golf so i i I like in i'm one of those people that can can nerd out with him yeah for sure so it'll be good it's nice to be able to talk deep shop yeah um so does he like know the owner of this course the people running it or mm-hmm. so how it okay. works i think is when you, when you it's called you're a panelist like your golf golf digest panel you get like a card like a certification card mm-hmm. like i mean just compare like like you'd have a medical marijuana card or something yeah, like a okay. card that signifies that you're, you're there so he reaches out to the people who own these courses the professionals and he says hey like he sends them a, a scan of his card just to prove his identity and he just lets me know that we're coming through and that's cool. Us, so. Well, I'm asking all these questions because I was wondering if you are going to try to get in touch with the people that run this course and continue with your media, oh. create, creating content and be yeah. like, hey, I'm going to be golfing here from this date to this date. You know, I, I do XYZ on the side, marketing mm-hmm. content. Can I take some videos and pictures of the course as I'm playing? And send you something just for free. See if yeah. you like it. If you like it, use it. If not, so be it. I don't know if you were gonna. I think I might have to do that. I, I, I wasn't especially it, with such a course like that where yeah. it's it's a course. Yeah, because I'm gonna be ta- I'm gonna be filming content, and I, I've kind of I haven't been as diligent about reaching out to golf courses lately because I've literally been at like full capacity with, sure. with the rest of my clients right now. But mm-hmm. I think this is a special opportunity where I ne- may need to do that. Like I may need to take some time this week and. and kind of browse their socials and, and yeah. see what they're doing and and like even like like you said it's kind of on that back burner for now which is fine but if you travel to somewhere right. maybe that's when it's like okay i'm going to this course in a different state then i'll do it mm-hmm. you know yeah don't need to like scour indiana to to push yourself beyond your, your right. envelope but yeah if you're going to a course that the u.s open uses yeah just a thought yeah just may have to. I'll keep you updated on that. Take a swing. Might get a hole in one, Tim. <laughs> yeah. Um, that'll be fun. Yeah, I'm excited for you to ha- have a vacation. That'll be because, yeah, you're you're all gas, no brakes, man. I yeah, love it. That's what it seems like. I love it. But, yeah, I'm, it's passionate work, and I'm, I'm entrenched. But I feel like for me to, to keep my creativity where I need it to be, I need to, like, take a step back and just relax for a little bit. For sure. So, yeah. yeah. How nice. was your week, man? Dude, it – Ups and downs, mm-hmm. like the elevators. But yeah. uh, last weekend, so the weekend, like a weekend and a half ago, um, saw my mom for her birthday. So went up, stayed for a few days, mm-hmm. saw my folks, and uh, you know we just kind of hung out. She just likes when whenever me and or my brother go home. So did that. We hung out. You know, drank a little bit, had good food. So called it a day. My yeah. brother and I got her um, AirPods. 
Nice. Yeah, she was still using, she was still tethered with the, the ones with the wire. So, oh, yikes, yeah. Yeah, we were like... It's 2021, Yeah, Ryan texted me, he goes, hey man, uh, you want to split AirPods for mom? I think she'd like them, and I think she could use them. I was like, 100%. And yeah. she loves them, so that was kind of our, our gift to her. It's like, yeah. we always get her flowers and shit like that, but, you know, it's like something she'll use daily. Mm-hmm. And she was already using them. Like, I, was, I started saying something to her, and then she's talking, I'm like, that's doesn't pertain to anything I just said. She's on the phone. Yeah. We walk around on the phone. Like, Mom, where'd your cord go? I'm used to being tethered. So, yeah, did that. And um, it's a safety issue, too. Like, have you ever... I mean, there were times where I would walk... I, when I used to have the wire headphones, mm-hmm. I would be, like, walking through, like, a tight hallway. You would get caught on a door or oh, caught yeah. on something. You damn near choked to death. Yeah. For, I, mean, <laughs> I mean, just... This is out of necessity, out of safety. Yeah, right. <laughs> so... We're at the gym when... When you used to have the the cord, you know, tuck it through under your shirt, and then put yeah. the phone back in your pocket, yeah. and you're on some incline, something or another, and the phone just flies right out of your pocket, rips damn near your eardrums out. Yep. Mm. Yep. God, that's happened at least fifty times. Man, how did we not think of a lawsuit for when we had those? Yeah. We've got and, a lot of money. Yeah, and and the wire will short circuit because I, I sweat like a dog and it gets the mm. wire wet. Yeah. Hard work, man. It's great. Hard work. But yeah, it's good. Um, you know, coaching the, at the gym still, obviously, but doing, doing a few shadowing sessions this, uh, this month mm-hmm. just to kind of see what else I can pick up, new cues or ideas for, you know, a warm up or, or just a different way to say something, mm-hmm. a different way to explain a workout and, and just see what else I can pick up. So doing mm-hmm. a few of those, shadowing someone else while they coach and I'm just kind of the bystander, I'll throw in, you know, my little gags and things and fun stuff here and there. But yeah, it's, you know, cause we have some great coaches that they're seasoned. Mm-hmm. I'm still pretty green. Yeah. So yeah, doing Kyle, those. Have you been shadowing Kyle? Yeah, Kyle. Episode 150, go back and listen yep, to it. Kyle and, and Monica, and yeah, Monica, Monica was 149. Yep. Yeah, so shadowing both of them cause they're both great coaches. Kyle, just, oh man. I mean, obviously he's been doing it a while, but damn, he's a good coach. So it's it's fun too, cause yeah. then I'll ask a few questions, uh, but other than that, it's just watching, listening. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's fun. Hitting some personal PRs at the gym, which I laugh when when I think about that, cause I'll think about our conversation with um, Jeremy McGrew on his podcast. He's like, I I don't want to be the best at working out. <laughs> it's like, well, it's, I yeah, I understand that. <laughs> God, that was a fun episode. Yeah. Love Jeremy. And I totally get what he's saying. For me, it's um, I want to be able to do all the things so that my body is not limited. Mm-hmm. I don't want limitations physically because you just, you know, real life to working out, you never know awkward positions you'll be in. So, right. yeah, it's it's fun and it's, it's frustrating because it's like, oh, I can't do this. Then it's a new challenge. Mm-hmm. All right, now how do I get to do this? So, yeah, it's... That stuff's going well. Like I said, you know, a few few days this past week just surprisingly caught up to me and got tough. But uh, had to journal, journaled about it hard. Uh, it's like, man, I don't feel like writing about this shit. Is the days you need to write about that shit mm-hmm. and write extra too. So um, with journaling, I'm also writing jokes. Yes. Like, yeah, I might have told you, but I'm not. When trying are you to... gonna share some on the pod here? Um. Is that for next time? I could, pr- I could probably share one. I'm working on a few. One is a little more time sensitive. 
that I want to nail down, but there's uh, it's just a little meteor where every punch and delivery needs to be like on it. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's one of those. So I, I like that one, but I'll save that. And it's not that I want to try to be a stand-up comic. Like I'm not going to go to open mic night. That's just not my thing. I think I'd be good in an improv class. I'm very mm-hmm. quick off the cuff. Yeah. I feed off what other people say that I'm like, oh, that's some dumb shit. Let me walk through that open door. But if something real life happens and it's super, those that's kind of like what I'm writing, the real life applicable jokes. So one is tailored to, I saw my buddy and his girl kind of arguing about food. She's like, oh no, I'm going to go to the store. He's like, all right, well, I have to do this in an hour. So I'm going to order food. Am I getting you food? And so this whole back and forth about, yeah, well, I'm hungry, but this and that. And so I start writing this joke about how the difference between when women can't decide what they want to eat and when men can't decide what they want to eat. It's very different, but it's the same for everybody. So especially if you have like a girlfriend, you're like, hey, like, I think I'm going to order some food. Are you hungry? It's like, um, no, I don't think so. I already ate. Like, Girls, even if you just ate two minutes before your man asks you if you want food, the answer should always be yes. <laughs> it saves everyone a headache because then it's like, okay, well, I'm going to get what I want. And then it's like, oh, well, I was kind of hungry too. Like, no, you just said you weren't hungry. Mm. And then you start eating my food. Yeah. Or commit. it goes like this. Oh, oh, I'm hungry. All right, what do you want? I don't know. Okay, do you want a steak? No, it doesn't sound good. All right, do you want McDonald's? No, it doesn't sound good either. Okay, listen, lady, now I'm going to get what I want to get. And now you're going to get mad about that, but you won't tell me what you want. You don't want the extravagant or the dirt cheap. You got to meet me somewhere. And then it's like, oh, I had a taste for this. It's like, you didn't say that. So when a guy doesn't know, he just looks in the fridge 14 times repeatedly expecting to see a difference in his grocery supply. So... Yeah, I'm working on some things. That's good. I like yeah. that. But yeah, I'm trying to work on some real life funny stuff. Uh, I forget. I had another one. Um, I'd have to go through my notes. But yeah, I type them all out. I type out my my body language like at certain mm. words where I emphasize. So I write everything within the joke yeah. of, of how I'll deliver it. I mean, by do, by you doing that, you're you're executing a theme of our show, Naturally Curious. Because I feel like humor mm-hmm. and, like, comedy, it's, like, we all see this. I mean, we all experience the same things with the world. But, like, it's just about how you perceive the world and, like, how you right. perceive about daily happenings that, that occur to you. Yeah. Like, just a different way of looking at it. Like, like being here is, like, wh- why, why is that the way it is? Mm-hmm. And, like, putting a different spin on it. Yeah. So, that's good, man. Yeah, the other, the other one I had uh, taken out one of the dog's and dog was like, you know, doing his thing, taking poop. And it's one of those where you just, you're kind of staring into space, but you're staring at the dog while he's doing his thing. Mm-hmm. And dog just looks back at you and you each make direct eye contact. Like it is direct. You're staring into each other's soul while this dog is taking a massive dump. And it's like, man, what is that dog thinking? Mm-hmm. Like, look, bro, you get to shut a door when you go. Can you at least look away and stop staring at yeah. my ass right now? And it's like, I'm out in public. I have to do this in front of the whole damn neighborhood. You get a door, okay? So it's like, man, what is that dog thinking? Like, while I'm staring at him poop, and then we lock eyes, and now it's just like, oh, I got to turn my head. Yeah. It's like, so, well, yeah. Well, I feel like it's it's a territorial thing. Yeah. It's like when, when dogs urinate, like they, there's 
pheromones in their pee that mm. like chemically influence them like hey like while i'm peeing like this is my space and no right. one no one else should come near me right so i feel like if you stare at them they're, they're probably like like this person's a threat to my like, space are you trying to step on my my grass yeah. cuz yeah yeah but also yeah i feel like it's the privacy thing too like, yeah you can see it in, in the dog's face like you can you can just it's, it's yeah the way they're looking at it's like you. yo man can i do this in peace please so yeah, I got a few good foundational uh, things. I just I haven't taken the time to go back and, and really fine tune them. Mm -hmm. Just opportunity cost of doing everything else. I'm trying yeah. to get done, but yeah. So, but all that to be said, journaling's been strong. Good. Uh, doing a lot more poetry. I might I might post one on my Instagram in the next week or so. Mm -hmm. I don't know yet because I have one that's like pretty finalized, but I don't know if I want to release it. You should. I know I should. Do you I think should. people would get value from it by reading it? Maybe. I think there's a, a strong uh, relatability aspect to some of my writing. Yeah. Then release it. But You're and wrong. I shouldn't like I shouldn't even think about it too long. Like if I said this to, like like we just had Grace on the podcast. If I said this to her, she'd be like, "Oh yeah, put that shit out there. Like yeah, post it." Life's too short not to, man. Yeah, yeah. But like poetry is different. Poetry is a super intimate type of writing. Yeah, I mean, like I don't share my journal yeah, entries either. Like, because sometimes those are like I'm just frustrated with somebody, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, like if it's some, I mean, if it's something that you, that you are like, it's something that only you want to know yourself, and like it's something that's only applicable to you, then keep it. But like, I feel like I, I think there's strong relatability yeah. across a lot of people. Mm hmm. Mm. Maybe I'm writing my own green lights book. I just need to get a different colored light. <laughs> yeah, so the writing, green lights, had to get me through some red lights. Um, and then looked into some different investments this week. Mm -hmm. I'm going to launch this into some investment talk. Yeah. So, but a little more into Bitcoin. Okay. But uh, my T buddy, what's that? Tesla with a $2.5 billion investment. Yeah, in saw that. There's rumblings that Apple's gonna get on it too, dude. If both big, or if both Tesla and Apple, I posted this on my story. Like this is kind of the avalanche. Like w when those two companies are offering it to their their customers and consumers, and you can purchase things through those companies with Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. I think that's gonna. I mean, that's you people that think it's still too late to get into Bitcoin. Like th I mean, like this moment right here. Like the writing is on the wall. Like Apple, Tesla, like. Get in now because I mm -hmm. feel like it's about to skyrocket again. But yeah, we'll yeah, see. and it's like there's still a long way to go in terms of value per coin. So it's, you know, I finally followed your trend of the partial, like just put in this much money towards a Bitcoin, even if it's yeah, like just a little point oh oh three. Just a little dinner Bitcoin. scraps in there, like, <laughs> like a little bit Some each week. Dinner scraps. That's the biggest thing people look at it like, oh my gosh, I don't want to invest a bunch in a Bitcoin. It's risky, but like. It doesn't seem as big of a task when you just put like a little bit in each week. Yeah, don't buy Same. dessert, buy Bitcoin. With any investment, with yeah. any, like, right. just a little bit. So doing that, and it's it's also, you know, they're taking up a lot of the market share of, of Bitcoin because they're making large purchases of it. Mm -hmm. So that's going to limit how much is left. To your point, it's going to go up. But in terms of how much it will be per coin, we have a long way to go. Yeah. That thing's going to be worth so much more money. Like, it is a spit in the bucket right now. Yeah. So, yeah, partials. Just yeah. keep doing it. You know what keeps me awake at night? Hmm. That back in 2010, which is when I would have been a sophomore in high school, mm -hmm. if I would have put $100 in a Bitcoin in 2010, 
I would be worth $72 million right now. Shut up, dude. Don't tell me that. Don't tell me that shit. That's what keeps me up at night. Bro. (laughs) But, like, I go back. I was having a better day today, too. (laughs) It it, it was improving slowly. What a way to kick off stock talk. Good grief. Let me spread my legs while you just boom. (laughs) 100 bucks. Yeah. That's all I would have taken. I had 100 bucks. Sophomore year. Yeah. I, I, I had 100 bucks. Yeah. I spent that much a week at Taco Bell. Jesus Christ, man. Were you buying the whole gosh. menu? <laughs> yeah, that is a lot for Taco Bell. You could, you could have a full course meal for like $4 there. But uh, um, my buddy told me about Palantir Technologies. Oh, yeah. And have, you, have we talked about Palantir? Uh, not us, but I've I've spoken you to other people about looked it. Into, yeah. yeah, so um, it's... What it is, I had to understand it a little bit better because this isn't like my field of expertise, but I've talked to people who are very well um, knowledged in tech and Bitcoin and things surveillance. Mm -hmm. So this is dabbling into the surveillance world, which, I mean, we're all being surveilled Mm -hmm. a lot of the time, all the time, big brother. And so it's the development of data integration and software solutions. So mm-hmm. whatever that means. But operates with commercial and government segments so can get into private sector and then the government side into U.S. and non-U.S. governments. So as much as I hate relying on a government for anything, mm-hmm. having a government side of their business is also going to be consistent Yeah. in terms of business. Like, okay, the government is going to back it, you know, believe into that or not but for now surveillance is here to stay and get stronger so i might as well make a few bucks on it um one of the founders though stephen cohen huge hedge fund guy oh yeah he got into some hot water uh, yeah and majority owner of the new york mets he is one of the the founders of palantir um that's p-a-l-a-n-t-i-r but he also got criticized from his hedge fund point 72 invested $2.75 $2.75 billion into Melvin Capital, who got squeezed in the GameStop controversy. Mm-hmm. So it's like, oh man, can we trust this guy? I don't know. Right now, I'm following the money and the trend of surveillance. I don't like it, but I'm going to make some bucks off it. Mm-hmm. So I that's that's a new one I'm in Yeah. just because of the way things are going. Yeah. So if I can use their own system to... To make some extra dough, hell yeah! And the, just the room for expansion with that stock. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like you're in at a good point right now, and it's it's a long term play. Like, it's mm-hmm. it's one of those. Bond, I mean, you hold that one, you don't really trade it. So yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. You know, whatever our next um, presidential election, how however that goes, I think will determine the direction of this stock at that point too. Yeah. But I think for the next few years, this is going to be a strong one. So I think it's at like 32. It's been floating between 32 and 36 a share. So not bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You on anything new? Uh, yeah, definitely. Um, I want to talk about an ETF. And for those people that don't know or do know, that's, that's an exchange-traded fund. So instead of investing in a single stock, um, you invest in a bundle of stocks. Mm-hmm. So like ETFs could have anywhere, anywhere between like 25, 50 hundreds of stocks bundled into one and the purpose of them is not a, you get exposure to a bunch of different stocks in one investment it mitigates your risk so if one of the like part of the companies go down like it's not going to kill the etf but as opposed to investing in a single stock that's high risky because if the company declines like your whole investment declines 
So the one that I've looked at is Arc Investment, uh, Arc Investments. So they're an investment firm. It's their ETF that they've formed um, called the the Arc Investments Innovation ETF. So what this ETF is is it's a bundle of companies that benefit from disruptive technology. So like these companies benefit from trends that are that are among us right now. So like deep learning streaming streaming media electric vehicles mm, okay. automation like 3d printing uh drones dna sequencing um and i think there's like 50 to 100 companies in the ctf but the top 10 holdings which like anywhere between three to eight percent each take up this etf it's tesla roku teladoc health square zillow crispr uh, Baidu, Invite, Spotify, and Shopify. So, like, those are the top ten holdings of this. Like, okay. so these are like disruptive technologies. And uh, and when I saw CRISPR too, I was like, yeah. you're all in on CRISPR. Yeah. So the fact that those types of companies are in here, like, I feel like it's it's just the next like decade is going to be crazy with like deep learning, like AI systems that can see, hear, and understand natural language at the same almost the same accuracy, accuracy as humans. Mm. Um, I think like deep learning is going to power self-driving cars, uh, like voice, like obviously like Alexa, like voice computers, like consumer apps. Uh, like for example, like uh, TikTok. You've seen the the growth in TikTok. It's it's grown ten times the speed of uh, Snapchat. That's yeah. because of deep learning. TikTok has AI okay. that, that that helps keep people more engaged with this platform. Like what, what's what's the one Netflix documentary? Uh, Social dilemma. How okay. these companies are are using AI to keep you like locked into the app, like, right. which is probably, I mean, a problem, but like, that's what these companies are using, deep learning. And that's why TikTok has seen such a, a bigger growth than, than uh, Snapchat because of that. Um, and Still then, not on TikTok. Yeah, me neither. But uh, like electric vehicles, like I feel like that's gonna be big just cause um, the cost to produce batteries is going down. So that way, I mean, that's gonna bring up, bring up more in sales and allow people to produce more things more units uh so like in 2019 there was two million electric vehicles produced that's only like two or three percent of the total car market and then in 2024 it's expected to be 37 million from two million so like that's gonna grow and then obviously like automation with like robots and uh, industrial robots service robots like automation systems like i just feel like the the sky's the limit with this etf like if you're someone who wants to bet on risky companies like with innovation like disruptive companies Mm -hmm. You can do that, but you can do it in a safe way with this ETF because it's got all these companies bundled together. I just think it's a... Yeah, that's super smart. I think it's a great play. So do you just put however many dollars you want into it or... Yeah, you yeah. can like you can buy it on Robinhood and you can get fractional shares. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. So I feel like that's a... Cause people are like, oh, like I don't want ETFs because the growth potential isn't very high. Like it's 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 stable. It's not risk, which is get a true, better ETF. true for most of them. But like this one is like <laughs> this one isn't your typical ETF. Like it's one that can grow like exponentially because all the companies in it are like that. So I think I'm gonna do this. Yeah, I'm gonna. Look I think I'm it. gonna get into this one. And I sent you and Marquise the PDF that Arc Investments published. I don't know if you got it. Oh, yet. did you? Yeah. Uh, and it, it talks about it talks about these trends that I just described, like yeah. deep learning. Like, they don't give any investment recommendations in that file. They just give like the stats of what these industries are going to do. Mm. No recommendations on companies. Yeah. But this is their this is their recommendation. This ETF, the same company that produced that document of the biggest trends in twenty twenty one. Yeah. They form this ETF. So like, I was like, I need to get into this. Right. 
Uh, but yeah, so just other plays I've gotten into, like QuantumScape, they develop lithium batteries for electric vehicles. I don't Smart. need to go. I just explained the electric vehicle market. Smart, yep. Went up 20% on Friday. Um, and then another company, Vaxart. So they're a company, they're a clinical stage biotechnology company, and they develop uh, oral vaccines. So like the vaccine system right now, it's kind of, it's been a little slow, the distribution of it, just because a lot of the, the vaccines are like needle injection. Mm-hmm. Um, this company is taking a different approach with oral vaccines, a lot more like um, convenient, a lot easier, a lot simpler. And they're, they're getting a lot of like exposure and uh, growth. I mean, they, they spiked up big time, but they came back down. But they've been in the news a lot because of the, the COVID vaccine. But I feel like this is a play that like, I mean, vaccines have been around for hundreds of years and they will continue to be. So I feel like this is a company that. Um, I, I, I want to at least like take the bet on because I feel like it's yeah. it's good. So I think they're building the long haul. Yeah, you, my little I, brother told me about this one. Yeah, it's. I was like, okay, bet. You never know which way, like, the delivery system is really what what's getting banked on mm-hmm. oral oral over. I mean, not intravenous, but close to using needle. Which one would you take? Would you take an oral one or would you take one with a needle in the arm? And I'd take the, the ones that's safe as shit, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, but, like, between those two, like, if you were to take one or the other, you want to do oral, right? Oh, man. See, I don't know because there is something to be said about when you do, I mean, a, a basic shot isn't considered IV, but I'll just, you know, that or intravenous, like, it's directed into your bloodstream. Mm-hmm. Oral, I, like, my question is going to be how much, you know, does the GI tract destroy? Like, will yeah. that hinder any part of the medicine mm-hmm. because it's going through that system, whereas an IV, it's going directly into your bloodstream. Mm-hmm. So that's just a question I would have. And, yeah, and, I guess that's what know, they're working on. I, I I'm, I'm no doctor. I'm no vaccine expert. So maybe that's, maybe that's a dumb question, but, you know, efficacy safety and reliability, side effects 5, 10, 15 years down the road, you know, oral or not, I'm pretty indifferent, but that's just mm-hmm. a question of, okay, yeah. what, what's my body's bioavailability, oral versus using a needle? Yeah. Like, if it's the same, yeah, I'll take a pill over getting a shot. Right. I only deal with tattoo needles, no others. <laughs> yeah, I love it. So, um, yeah, those are the those are the ones I'm getting into. And nice, yeah, um, that ETF one. That's that sounds like a solid play. Yeah, I'm excited to see just how yeah just how all those things impact our daily life just from that perspective. But I'm excited to see where that that ETF goes. Yeah, I think it's already I'm, had a lot of growth in the last year. Like it's shot up in the last year. I think it's gonna. I mean, it's gonna keep going up. So yeah, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna have to dabble my my toe in that water. Yeah, just. Dip it in. Yeah. See if it it's my, my temperature. Wade into the water. But yeah. yeah. So yeah, that, that was that was my stock talk and sweet. Loving the market right now. Yeah, man. It's hopefully by the time we're recording this, it's it's still good. Virgin <laughs> Galactic boy. I'm just saying. Ooh. Yeah. Elon Musk said on Rogan that you're we're gonna have like consistent like spacecraft mm-hmm. within the next three years. That's yep. what he said. Yeah. Three years. Oh my gosh. I'm like an hour in. But yeah, his timelines were pretty wild. I was like, okay. Yeah. 
And he was saying like, oh, like they're cra- they're, they're crashing and blowing up. But he's yeah. like, it would be weird if they weren't crashing yeah. right now. He's like, yeah, we, we expect them to. Yeah. So. <laughs> and because uh, their spaceship is so much bigger. And he wants mm. to make it more pointed. Yeah. yeah. Like just for style. Yeah. It, it won't hinder or help just for style. I thought it was funny. Did you see him tweet? I don't know. It was within the last week. He had a picture of when, did you watch the video of, that most recent rocket that they sent, yes, like when I it did, did blow up. Yeah. So there's a picture that he tweeted of when it's coming down slightly at an angle still right before it explodes. And <laughs> he tweets, next time we'll use the, quote, pull up method. <laughs> <laughs> I love I was it. like, you're such a savage. Yeah, smartest, <laughs> one of the smartest men in the world. Just making a joke like that, that's great. Oh, he's the best. Um, right on, yeah. Good, uh, good investments though. Yeah. And then yeah, Tesla. That's gonna only go one direction. Mm-hmm. So, all right, Tim. What kind of kind of real <clears throat> life experience? Some some do's, some don'ts, some haves, have nots. Yeah, I just wanna I wanna shine some light on something I've been struggling with. Shine recently. it, baby. Shinerson. Put your brights on, cuz. Um, and I, I when when we hung out last weekend, I kind of mm-hmm. mentioned this to you. Um. Just, I feel like right now I'm in a really good spot with my resume writing business. I'm def- definitely n- not short on clients. I'm pretty much full capacity at this point. Um, Excellent. And I think I need to take a step back and budget in more time to actually just work on the branding of what I do. Because mm. like right now, like I'm in the trenches, like I'm getting better and better at, at doing this and refining my processes and learning as I go but like I feel like I need to just take a deep breath and take a step back and like if I were to go and tell someone and market myself to someone who had never heard of me before like what would I say to them like mm-hmm. I need to step back like I know what like I would your say. elevator pitch yeah like I know what I would say if I were in that moment but I need to take a step back to actually like just outline that and like form it and like put it on paper and like put it onto a website because mm-hmm. I've been talking about put like making this website for the last like month and a half and i i brought up the idea with you like i'm considering just hiring someone to make the website for me because i i want to sure. make the website myself because i've done websites before but like it's getting to the point where like i have all these thoughts in my head but like i'm not executing on like branding myself with a website which is what i need to do like yeah. I, I need to start investing in different marketing tactics like i, I want to i mean i want to play around with just facebook ads for for resume writing i want to play around with with garnering like I don't want all my clients to come from LinkedIn, which is a great place to meet people. But yeah. I want to just broaden my reach a little bit, like contact influencers as well. Like who can I contact that would know people who could use my services? Like mm-hmm. the first things that come to mind, and I've spoken on the podcast before, but like colleges, like I, I work with a lot of students who are about to graduate college and enter their workforce. I think it would be great for me to just go like give a talk or like host a webinar for like a nearby college on like, resume do's and don'ts like different stuff like that where i can take a step back and like really just brand my style instead of like just being in the trenches and like like churning churning through clients right Mm -hmm. now because like i'm loving it like i'm learning so much and i'm producing like really quality work but i just need to take a step back and like really brand myself a little bit more than what i'm doing instead of just being in the trenches the whole time yeah so that's kind of what i'm struggling with right now but I feel like I'll be able to get to a point where I, I can budget that time out, even if it's a little bit each day of, of nurturing that, not doing it all at once. Who do you know at Butler that might be able to help you get your foot in the door for 
you know, a talk in an RBE class, an mm-hmm. F- FBE. I mean, any, I, I know a lot of people in that business school. Yeah. Any one of the professors I had, any any of the counselors, like I can contact my old career counselor, uh, Beth. Dang, dude. McKnight, too. Yeah, McKnight. Uh, Beth, the lady who, who runs the, the front desk and is kind of the admin of the business school. Oh, like, perfect. Yeah. I, I just think it's a matter of, like, I haven't really like monitored who's still there and who's not, but I need to go back and like look to see like yeah. who's the most successful person because definitely knows I I know a handful of people in there, but yeah, yeah, with either you know the reach to make it happen like in their class or to contact you with the person to set something like that up. Yeah, like hey, oh, this professor would be all about that. Yeah, because like the thing is. Like when when you do a resume for like a college person, like someone who's about to graduate college, like there like it's still t- it's a challenge to find a job, but like it's you're more likely to get hired just because you're, you're younger, you're 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 cheaper for a lot of companies, you're mm-hmm. you're hungry, you're motivated. But like I feel like everyone needs like at least a foundation of a resume for that maybe that second job they apply for, like something that they can like go back and just like revise and add on to instead of sure. just having like a like a half-assed document that doesn't really sell themselves yeah because they're definitely going to need it down there like i've talked to a lot of people who just they've been with a company for a long time or they just haven't visited their resume they're on their second or third job and they just haven't mm-hmm. they never had a good resume from the start so i think it's just getting yeah. the foundation having tim's template to plug and chug down yeah. the road well and this the thing with trying to get a job right out of college i don't know how much you change or or if there are differences when you have someone with little to no real work mm-hmm. experience, you know, graduating yeah. college, it's like you find the stuff that you're interested in. Oh, I, this looks like an awesome gig. That's right up my alley. Oh, required three to five plus years experience in this field. <laughs> it's like, dude, I just, I just graduated college, but that's what I want to do. Yeah. So how have you kind of navigated that when it's like, hey, man, I have nothing. Like a couple internships, big whoop. Mm-hmm. Um. So from your end, Tim, like how have you combated that, I guess? Yeah, so like that, I mean, I'm going to do whatever I can to really dig deep and ask the necessary questions to these these people about like what their most proud accomplishments are, like get them to at least vocalize what they would say to someone in an interview. Because like mm. I'm going to do the work for you to get you to that interview and, and put in the keywords and, and bring out your accomplishments and ask the necessary questions now. But like when you get to that interview, like really think about like all these companies want to see, they want people that are going to come in and they don't, they're not going to expect you to know everything right off the bat. Like they want to know that you're motivated to learn everything you need to know. So like I would ask them like name a time where you stepped into a job with, with no experience and how, how did you overcome that? Like everyone mm-hmm. has, I mean, people may not have like the real life experience yet, but at least, at least one time they've, they've been in that situation that they can go off of. Yeah. So I just think it's a matter of, of being able to think about it and, and vocalize it and ask necessary questions. So Do you, do you think you'll ever um, dabble in mock interviews with people? Oh, of course. I was, yeah. ta- I was ta- telling Brett last night, like, at this point, like, where I'm at in my life right now, like, if I were to start a business, if I were to start any business, it would be, I mean, obviously, like, I, I want to eventually do like social media and like a marketing company, but just like a full scale, like coach, like professional coaching company, like mm. have a team of people, like have a team of resume writers, have a team of people that like helps you search for the right job and match you up with the right profile. Um, have a team of people that preps you for the interview, have a group of people that worked with you after you started a job. Like 
tracking your progress within the first 90 days of that job. Yeah. Like having a full, like having a, a group of people that coaches C-level executives on public speaking. Cause there's, there's a lot of C-level executives out there that are very good at what they do <clears throat> and they're very analytical and very smart, but like public speaking really like, isn't their strong suit. And mm -hmm. like, if you're going to advance and be like the best at whatever you do as a C-level executive, you need to have that public speaking aspect. I think that would be a big part of yeah. my business as well. So you need to have coffee with uh, Tim from uh, Sandler Trust Point. Oh yeah, yeah. Because like they're all like high level exact coaches, like not exactly the coaching you're trying to offer, but right. I think he would maybe have some good approaches or mm -hmm. plan of attack for you to avoid a few landmines that he's probably yeah. seen. Like, hey Tim, you know this is what I'm trying to do. What are some faults that you could see happening mm -hmm. that I should avoid? Yeah. But so. I, I think that's great, man. I think that would be such a, a killer business because... It would be, I think. There's still going to be jobs. Yeah. No like matter how much we automate. And yeah. I, when I was at a coaching weekend with Dr. Andy Galpin, one of the things he said, he's like, through all of this automation, you can't automate top-tier coaching. Mm -hmm. People still need hands-on. Yeah. And they still, like... You just can't automate a coach. No, you can't. That, that's one job that you will never be able to automate. And so, like, the niche you're going for, yeah, it's it's going to be mm -hmm. there long term. Yeah. It's going to be a long ride. Yeah. And, like, I think that the, the trick and the key is to really just stay, like, attuned to the trends that are happening in the workforce, like, where the jobs are heading. Because, like, that's going to change a shit ton mm -hmm. in the next, like, 25 years. That's mm -hmm. something I need to keep an eye on. It's like, what services can I provide to help people navigate a changing workforce like i need to i need to understand the changing workforce before i offer help in that so i think that's that's the, the biggest key of that but mm -hmm. yeah i think it'd be cool to do that and i've i've seen and heard that there's so many free quote-unquote certifications that google offers mm -hmm. like different levels of types of coding or programming whatever where i've heard it's pretty legit stuff where it's like okay guys this week you know Pick one, you know, so you got your team. Pick one, learn that new skill, because then it's like, hey, this person's resume is all IT coding related. Who here has done more of the coding search? Oh, I have. All right, I'm going to switch you this one for one that you have that I master in. Mm, yeah. So then it's like your people are so well diverse. It doesn't matter the resume that comes in. Yeah, we have a solution for everything. You can tailor to anyone and everything. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Mm. Time to build your empire, Tim. Yeah. I like it. I, I like, like I, it a lot, dude. That's a sweet direction and super, super useful and valuable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, I, and I feel like, it, like I'm at the point where like, I need to be doing all this myself and understand like my approach to it and how like the value I provide and then like lay a blueprint that I can teach to my future team that I hire. Mm -hmm. Cause like, that's my biggest thing right now is like, you asked me like, what's, what's your hesitation to actually starting this and growing it and bringing on members? Like, my biggest thing is like, I want to be confident that I'm bringing on someone that's going to produce similar quality work that I would for mm -hmm. someone. So that's the biggest thing to overcome. But if I, I was talking to one of my clients about the same thing I'm talking with you right now, and I think it's just a matter of knowing what you expect and then communicating in the right way possible. And that's outlining a blueprint. So yeah, yeah I think yeah. it's Cl clear as, as can be. And then it's like, hey, if you have any questions, <laughs> mm -hmm. I need to know because 
this will go sideways. Yeah. Yeah. And I already know that like whoever I bring on, they're not they're not going to care as much as I am about it. Right. No That's one ever never will. The case. No one ever but, will. Like, if I can bring people that can share the vision and at least find out their motivation to join my team and that that's what I'm most excited about. And, like and I, recognize I the potential of, of joining a young company with a lot of growth potential. Yeah. It's like that gets rewarded too. Yeah. So yeah, I think you have I think you have a lot of positive spins on on what's gonna mm-hmm. come from this. Yep. And I and my book talk what we get into eventually, it's gonna kinda tie into that too. Mm. So I like that. I like that. That's cool, man. Yeah, I'm excited to see see what happens with all this. Yeet. Yeet. What about your RLE? My RLE. So I'm starting, if uh, some people have heard, but I'm with a nanotechnology company, Simply Nano, and we have a CBD wellness cream with glutathione. And Siri, shut up. I didn't say your name. And it's, it's hands down the greatest. I've tried multiple CBDs, tinctures, creams. This is the best. And glutathione, no one else is, is putting that in their, in their CBD. So for a lot of reasons, patented tech, all that delivery system, it's, it bypasses the GI tract because it goes through the dermis uh, via being nano-sized, and it's, it's the game changer of CBD. But I am starting to do vlogs with one of the founders. So we're going to, maybe they're five minutes, just me and him, we have a quick thing like, man, people don't want to grow something three to five years, but we'll stay broke paycheck to paycheck for 40 Mm. just a quick conversation we had one of those like last week we were just kind of bullshitting shooting it and all of a sudden we start rolling on that it's like how much sense does that not make mm-hmm. oh man three to five years to to grow that nah i got this this comfy job for the next 40 yeah where you're trading time for dollars yeah your whole life people That's love it. the predictability and some people love that you know people, and people love that it's going to be there years down the road we need that in the machine too like i just i i can't do that right but um so yeah that we're going to do interviews like me him and like one other person we'll do founders people higher up in the company our, our cbd expert i love it to i mean we have guys that were in the nhl with with the company doctors and, and this and that so and then we'll do one we'll do a bunch of he and i i'll talk like nutrition coaching with the endocannabinoid system how food and cbd plays roles together so we have a lot of i emailed him like 12 episodes worth of people and topics Mm -hmm. so um you know busy week got a live meeting next week but uh yeah gonna start doing that i think that'll help that business too and then yeah just kind of reiterating the importance of journaling man like there's so much power to Mm -hmm. kind of that voiced escape where it's, you know, it something might make everything else more irritable. Like I had some road rage from my last few days. Like they were just like tougher personal days. And then my road rage came out a little bit. And I was like, ah, now I know I'm in the trench a little bit because I don't really get mad on the road anymore. Like, yeah. That used to be. You used a, to get mad on the road daily. So <laughs> easily, bro. So easy. <laughs> something came out of my mouth the other night that I'm like, well, I never even used this word. What? what, what? And, and like... So, you know, one thing just kind of throws throws it all into a, a tizzy. It's a fun word. I don't use tizzler. Tizzy, but um, no, I think that those are especially the days that you need to write more journal. So, you know, I started another poem. Then I was doing my journal entry, and it was like two, three pages. And, and writing your frustrations 
and naming, you know, it like if someone drove it, an instance, a, a business, whatever it is, your boss, you know, significant other, whatever, writing those in name too, because like no one, no one reads my my journal. Um, I think is powerful. Where it's okay, I got that out. My delivery, if I try to talk to that person, that boss in person, delivery would probably have been really poor. Mm-hmm. And then my image is, is portrayed as worse than it should be. Mm-hmm. Like, that's not me. But writing it's like, all right, that's some frustrating shit. But I wrote it out on paper. It's written out. The things I would say to someone that I'm not going to are on paper. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just think there's a lot of, lot of power in, in those kind of written and journaled escapes where it, it gives you that release without compromising your character hurting someone's feelings. Mm. Now, if it's like something that has to be addressed with you and a person, you address it, but it's like some stuff, it, it's not. Right. So it's like an internal, an emotional thing. It's a me thing. All right, let's write. So, yeah, yeah I, I just think that there's a, uh, man, I, I have fallen more in love with writing. Honestly, after I finished, well, not after, but while I was reading Green Lights. Mm-hmm. I fell more in love with writing because of the style that he would write in. Yeah. Um, so Green Lights, If You Live Under a Rock, is McConaughey's new book. Excellent read. And that's going to launch us right into book talk, getting down and nerdy with it. Let's get it. Look at that transition. Yeah. So smooth. I should just not say anything about how smooth my transitions are next time because now <laughs> I just kind of ruined it. But he has, I mean, his storytelling is second to none. But he also writes with a lot of relatability. Like his stories are super relatable, which helps with his. That, oh no, our GoPro just died. That's great. That was fully charged. It was fully charged. Yeah. We've gone. We, we did have it rolling for like 10, 15 minutes before we started, though. So an hour? Yeah. An hour is the best that GoPro can do? That's okay. We got good content from it. Jeez. Good God. I'm going to tag them, tag the crap out of them in this episode. Hey, make sure you guys start listening at minute 49. Maybe we need to upgrade products. I don't know. Oh, man, that's that's the seven, though. Like, that's 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 a solid... What's the highest? Is it eight or nine? Ten. Man, I forget. Like, the halo or something. But it, we're only, like, two yeah. legs down from... Anyway, but... Segway my... ruined. Yeah. <laughs> throughout... Damn it, GoPro. <laughs> Ruining my mojo. Uh, throughout McConaughey's book, though, there are, like, his own journal entries. Some are, like, a page. Some are, you know, four or five sentences. Then you'll see a poem. Some are shorter than others. But it, it's just the intent with his writing and how smart it is, yet simple some can be. So I, I've taken my writing to a different level of thought, I guess, to where, okay, What's my intention with this poem or with this journal entry? And, you know, not skipping any details, writing all the details, but then with poetry, you know, having that relative aspect, but it's it's simple writing, but genius writing at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, like yeah, and, and he, uh, he's got this one is uh, the arrow doesn't seek the target. What was it? I'm going to have to, it's in my 
picture real quick. The arrow doesn't seek the target. The target draws the arrow. So I won't read the whole, the whole poem, but in a sense, it's, he talks about, yeah, we must chase what we want, seek it out, cast our lines in the water, but sometimes we don't need to make things happen. Our souls are infinitely magnetic. So, I mean, we can go back to the, you know, what you do and say and, and feel, the energy you put out is what you attract. Yeah, but it's, it's you chase to a certain extent, but at the end of the day, like, you will draw in what you're supposed to. Mm-hmm. I like So, that. yeah, man, it's just super awesome book. I meant to bring it today. I was like, oh, I'm going to talk about this. I'm done with it. I'm going to take it because Tim wants to read it. Forgot it. That's okay. Yeah. I'll get it next time. Yeah. But, I want to read um, it. it. It's excellent. Like, yeah. it is, you're really going to enjoy it. Um, yeah, it's easily one of my top three favorite reads of all time. Mm-hmm. So Good. now I'll finish some other stuff that I put on hold because once I got that book, I was like, oh. Nothing else stands a chance. Mm. Do I want to read this or... Nah. Yep, we're going to read McConaughey. Yeah. So, yeah, man, loved it. I'll, I'll bring it to you. I think you'll really enjoy it. Great um, lessons that, that he brings about. And like I said, just he's relatable. He's not writing as if he's some Hollywood star. He, he knows what he is. He's, mm-hmm. just, he's just another guy, though, too, mm-hmm. who has a different job. Yeah. So it's sweet. Yeah. Super sweet. Good. I'm looking forward to reading it. How about your uh, your book talk? You yeah. said you finished yours that you were reading. Yeah, I finished uh, Bob Iger's uh, memoir, uh, Ride of a Lifetime. So, again, I've talked to some of the podcasts before, but for people who don't know him, he was the CEO of Disney from 2005 to 2020. Um, he's the executive chairman right now. He'll be retiring later this year. But um, great book, man. I just finished it, and one thing that – what I like what he did is I was highlighting throughout the book insights, but at the end of the book, when the story's done, he has a chapter for like business insights learned in my career. And he just has mm. a big bulleted list and he summarized everything perfectly. Um, so I was, I was finishing that up this morning. And one thing that I want to talk about today is, is influencing other people's morale. So like he was talking about it with the people at his company, but I think this can apply to my clients. He said, you can do a lot for people's morale by just taking the uncertainty and guesswork out of everyday life. So he's, he seems to think that, and I agree here, like when people don't know where to go, if they don't know, they don't have a clear path, a direction of knowing how to get from point A to point B, their, their morale is going to be low. Mm-hmm. So like how you should approach every conversation is, this is where we currently are, this is where we want to be, and this is how we're going to get there. Because um, people often like have what it takes to get to where they need to go. They just don't have a roadmap and action plan to take those steps. Like people are always look, we talked about it before here. People are always looking at the top of the mountain about what they want to achieve. And it, it seems so big to them because mm-hmm. they don't have like smaller action steps to get there. Like if you can break a tough project down into small actionable steps and any type of thing. So like with my resume writing, I try to be transparent with people on that first call and like really understand like where they're trying to go. Cause like everyone always knows where they're trying to go. They just don't have like a good solution of getting there. So really being transparent and like being specific when I talk about what I can do for them of this is exactly what I'm going to do to your resume to get it to where you need to go. This is what you're going to do after I deliver it to you. And this is why this works. Mm. And I feel like that's mixing that in with a personable attitude and like gaining trust with people and, and having that conversation with them. It's been so pivotal in my ability, my, my conversion rate with getting clients on the phone. Well, I bet it, with that, that single thing is, 
a lot of people they just they're they're down in the dumps because they're not sure like where how to get to where they're going. Like they have a resume. People are like, oh, I like I have all the experience and I'm. I can I can speak upon myself in an interview. I just can't get to that interview, and that's kind of where I come into play. And, yeah, um, I thought Tim that was the great. Gatekeeper. I thought it was great, man. I and that that just that just hit hit at home. So you can do a lot for people's morale by just taking the uncertainty and guesswork out of everyday life. So yeah, th- that's huge because you know we fear the unknown or what we don't know oftentimes, and when they see how confident you are in what you can do coupled with the the reviews you have and, and the success rate, it's like, okay. Like, I know I can talk about myself, but I can't write a resume about mm. myself. So Tim can do that. He's confident. I just need to tell him everything that I need to say, and he'll put it on paper. Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay. In a few days, I'll have this. It'll be done. I don't touch it. I just send it. Yeah. Let so, me do the hard work for you. Right, right. So. Yeah, I think that's huge, and, and making it small steps, because uh, we've talked, I forget which book you were reading, I think it was last year, and it was, does Drew Brees have a book? Mm-hmm. Yeah, coming, his, coming Back Stronger. The, the uh, Turn the Mountain into a Molehill, is that what it was? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so. Same, same concept. Yeah, make it a molehill, and, and I've always kind of liked that one, where you have this grandiose vision. It's like, well, fuck, man, how do I climb Everest? It's like, well, get your gear. You know, mm-hmm. Get in shape. And, and it's Train, all the yeah. small small things. So, no, I really, really like that because I'm guilty of not doing that, mm-hmm. uh, of trying to just climb Everest with my bare hands and feet. Mm-hmm. But, no, it's a good reminder of, one, plan things out. <laughs> yeah. I don't plan things out enough. Mm-hmm. But even if I do stuff as simple as putting a reminder in my phone to, hey, get this done by this time. Mm -hmm. Like this morning, it was uh, podcast topics. And I'd been up for a couple hours. It was like at 10. It's like, oh, yeah, all right. I'm going to finish this last line of this writing and then podcast topics. Done in 20 minutes. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, dang, so that's how that works. Yeah. (laughs) Write it down, get it done. (laughs) I mean, this is life, right? Like life's uncertain. Mm-hmm. Like we, we don't know, like we don't know what to expect, but like you can take part of the uncertainty out of life by just daily, like intentional, like planning out what you're going to do that day. Sure. Short term, like t- that's tactical short term plan. Like what are the things I'm going to do today? That's going to su- set me up for success and at least take some sort of uncertainty out of life and get to where I need to go. Yeah. And like that's long term planning too. Like here's what I want to get done by this date. Here's what I need to do to get there before that point here's what i want to get done by 2022 like i can be better at that but like it's it's amazing what planning and like and like tracking your progress will really do like that's that's why there's such a small percentage of people that are truly successful and the best at what they do in this world is they took the time to to actually map that out yeah and do that yeah i think i would help myself a lot if i planned out six months at a time Mm -hmm. i think for me six months is is a good length in terms of focus and application mm-hmm. like if i plan okay what i'm gonna do from now till the end of 2021 mm-hmm. ah, for me that's just that's a lot mm-hmm. maybe someone's like oh i need to plan through the year okay awesome but i think if i did okay six month goals and keep you know even if my six month goal you've seen the elon musk thing like even if it's a 10-year plan 
can you get that 10 years done in six months? Probably not, mm-hmm. but you'll be so much closer. Yeah. So, yeah, maybe I start doing that. Yeah, I think that's my next step. Because I don't plan my days. Mm. We've talked about it enough. I still haven't done it. Hey, take something small. Just write write down. I mean, just yeah. write down one thing. Like, start with one. Write yeah. down one thing that you want to get in. You kind of did that today. You did yeah. the podcast topics. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I've, if I did, okay, time spent on each thing in the day, I think that would be a good starting point, too. Because time of day is mm. going to change. You know, if I coach, I've got a patient. So it's like, yeah. hey one hour of podcast content, whatever that means, uh, video, social media, whatever, two hours of, or two, three hours of optimal fitness, okay, and then, all right, you need to talk to this many people uh, or share your Simply Nano story on these platforms this Mm -hmm. much per day. Yeah. So, man, so you already did it, and it's not even that hard. I just got to write it down. Discipline. (laughs) I love it. All right, brother. Anything else you want to leave our lovely listeners off with on this beautiful, beautiful, cold and chilly Midwestern yeah, I would day? Say just write out one thing that you want to accomplish this week. Just write one thing. That's my challenge for you. Mm, write one thing. Mm-hmm. Accomplish for the yep. week. That's all, all right. I have. I like it. All right, everyone. Thanks for tuning in. As always, if you could please head on over to iTunes and leave us a five-star rating and review. We'd greatly appreciate it. We also like hearing from you, but that does help our momentum and visibility on the app as well. We are also on Spotify and then hit us up on Instagram at off the dome radio. If you or someone, you know, uh, thinks it'd be a good fit for the show, want us to talk about some other different topics. You know, like I said, we want to hear from you. We want to cater to you. We can talk about anything we want all day long, but we want to know what you want to hear as well. And until next time, have a great rest of your day.